Curtis trying to figure it all out. Nice. My life got twisted when Corona came in town. No. Now it got me right back on my parents' house. Damn. I'm sitting here trying to figure this shit out. Hey. When I hit 30, thought I wouldn't be sad. A podcast for adults figuring their ish out. To another episode of 30-ish. If you're watching me right now, then you are in the right place on IGTV. And if you're listening to the episode, thank you for tuning in. However, you're going to want to see this episode. So head on over to Instagram. We are at it again with another episode of When You Bet On Yourself. When You Bet On Yourself is a series to highlight Black entrepreneurs, small businesses, and content creators to show and share their work. And today, today, I'm so excited because I have not only a Black entrepreneur or a woman entrepreneur, I have a Tennessee State University alum entrepreneur. And you know, TSU, we we um birth. Greatness, okay? So I'm so happy to have a fellow tiger in the realms today to speak on her wonderful product that I love, okay? And I'm sure that you're going to love it too, especially the ladies. Um, so if you need ideas for a gift, this is the episode for you. You're going to want to check it out. I'm speaking with the I'm speaking with, excuse me, the founder and CEO of Silk and Root, Tyra Laster. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get the episode started. If you too would like to be a guest on the When You Bet On Yourself series, please send an email to 30-I-R-T-Y-I-S-H at gmail or shoot me a DM. We definitely are looking for more more people. So without further ado, like I said before, enjoy this episode when you bet on yourself. Welcome back to another episode of 30-ish. I'm your host, Sasha Malakot. And on this series, we talk about when you bet on yourself. I have Tyra Laster here with me, the founder and CEO of Silk and Roots, a hair care company that provides hair care solutions for women on the go. Tyra, thank you for joining me. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I'm so you. happy to have you. So I'll start off first with introduce yourself to the 30-ish crowd. Yeah, well, hi, 30-ish. You know, um, my name is Tyra Laster. Um, I currently live in the good of Hydesville, Maryland. Um, so I am the owner of Silk and Root, and I definitely pride myself in the creation of Black-owned, Black-woman-owned uh, business, and definitely just excited to be here. Congratulations on your one-month anniversary of Silk and Root. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. It's crazy to even think that it's already been a good solid month, but then it's only just been a month. So it's still gonna fly. Ahead of right, exactly. It's gonna fly pretty soon. You're gonna be like, oh, this is six months. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. But yeah, no, I'm very happy and excited. So I'm excited to have you here and just to talk to me about Silk and Root because honestly, I've like I mean, we follow each other on Twitter, but we didn't really know each other. We, we both went to TSU. Let me start back. Yeah. We both went to TSU, but during different times. Mm-hmm. You were Miss TSU when you went to T- um, Tennessee State. Yeah. Yeah. And I follow you on Twitter, but we engaged, but I didn't know you. And then yeah. you had Silk and Root drop. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. First, let me talk about what I saw visually. Mm. I am a visual person, okay? You brought it all together when I saw all the hues of brown yeah. and just the simple fact of you having a product that's different. Mm-hmm. So for those who may not know, what is Silk and Root? So Silk and Root in a beautiful nutshell is just really an edge control travel size on the go kit for black women in mind. Um, the purpose is for you all. That is my target audience. And so I thought about how to create something that is very on the go, but you're still able to get the best out of it. So that is the birth of Silk and Root, um, really throwing it against the wall, seeing if it sticks. And from there grew, I knew I wanted to do edge control. I wanted to do something hair specific because the beauty industry, hair industry is a billion dollar industry. And um, my girlfriends always joke around saying like, Tyra always has her hair a certain way. Like I like to do my hair. And so really kind of putting myself in my product. So Silk and Root um, is very just travel size edge control that a black woman can take on the go in case her hair is not really doing what it's supposed to. And we all have been there before. As a black woman, I too have had times where I left out the house looking good. Girl. (laughs) through. And I'm like, who, who is, who, who are you? Who is is not what was supposed to happen. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Thank you for creating this because y'all, I'm going to tell you, it works. It works. (laughs) So you wanted to make something on the go. So what was the thought process? Like, how did it actually come about? Were you out somewhere and it, it sparked you or? You know, so I, I have short hair permed. I kind of like to keep it up, probably do it a little too much. And I have girlfriends from kinky, curly, bone straight, um, cut it completely off. And so just really the process of it all was just kind of looking at them and then looking at myself and really knowing that what is one thing that we often use, whether you like to do it, you know, dramatically, or you just don't, you know, you just want a little touch up. Um, I thought edge control, and that's something I always wanted to get into, and I wanted it to be something where I, I it wasn't not like me, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to come out with a product that was like, Tara, why are you, <clears throat> like, when have you ever done that? And so I pride myself in how my hair looks, so I wanted to kind of align to that. And then, like, in early stages, 2019, I'm like, okay, well, maybe beauty, maybe hair. I can't really promote, you know, uh, weave, if you will, because I, I don't wear it. I don't, I, I can barely, you know, put a clip on. So I was just like, what is something that is true to me that I like to do that every Black woman 
has an issue with through a certain timeline and I was like edge control and I was like well I don't want something you know in a jar form I don't want something that you know I can just package and sell off I want to think differently and you know I believe in Ming Lee's quote um the best marketer wins so mm -hmm. what's something that is not you know too far-fetched where people just won't get it but what is the innovation point so I thought okay edge control is something that everyone will get but how am I going to present it? And then eventually through trial and error, I was able to kind of figure out, well, what if we just do something small like an iPhone? Well, let's do something a little bit smaller than that. And then I looked at Chapstick one day and I was like, oh, you know, and I remember calling one of my girlfriends up and being like, what if you did something with Chapstick? And she's like, I can't see it, but show it to me later. So, you know, that's really how it kind of um, evolved and really keeping it to myself for a while, but then, you know, putting it in different things and figuring out really was the birth of it. Um, but it all came from looking at black women and knowing that there's something to be said with our hair having a mind of its own throughout the day and how can we solve it, you know? Um, it works in different ways for everyone, but at the end of the day, it's that emergency for you, so. I love it. It smells so good too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know any better. I would put this on my lips. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just makes me want to smell it all the time. And I'm I'm a big smell person too. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to put anything on me that's that doesn't go with yeah. how I like to smell. <laughs> but it, it smells really natural and just good for you. If that makes sense. Thank you. That was one of the things I was hoping for. So that's good. You nailed it. Um, so what's, what was the process like? I know how you said you were thinking about jar. Then you were like, you don't want to do jar, iPhone size. Then you got all the way down to a chapstick. Mm -hmm. So what does that thought process entail for any yeah. other entrepreneurs that may be going back and forth with some ideas? Yeah. So first, it always starts with in your head and you're thinking like you know what do i want to do how do i want to brainstorm and then that brainstorming goes on pen on paper and that's really where i kind of got my construction down so when i got to pen to paper i was scratching off and i still have it to this day i think if the date was january or i don't know february of last year or something and i was just like marking off like what i want and it started with okay Tyra, you know, don't reinvent the wheel too much because what are you essentially selling? And I was selling edge control, mm -hmm. nothing new under the sun, right? And so like thinking, okay, well, edge control in a jar, billion dollar companies have edge control in a jar and it's probably gonna be 10 times better than yours. So like, how, what is your selling point? And this is where like my comms marketing type of background got into play. So I was like, well, if you're not reinventing the wheel, how can you sell it differently? And then I'm like, okay, well, um, everybody likes something that they, they, they can just grab and go. So thinking, okay, well, that means travel size to me. So I'm like, well, how can you do travel size? Because there are products of edge control that are in a lip gloss form or, you know, like a Vaseline shaped form that you can just grab at Walgreens and CVS. So I'm like, well, what can be more fun to that? And I always say to people that, this is probably something that has been done before by another black girl in her bathroom that just was like, I need to think of something quick mm -hmm. and I, I'm about to go to this day party and I need to like, I, my hair better not defeat me. So like, you know, it's nothing new in that sense, but I was able to kind of figure out what is the selling point 
okay, travel size. Okay, how is it going to be travel size? And then, okay, well, chapstick, because you can't tell me something, a chapstick size can't fit in your purse, you know? And then, so there was like, okay, boom, I have it. Now it's just all about how do I market it? And that's where, you know, the color scheme comes into play and every little thing else that I wanted to involve. And then the sayings of like, the ed- it's just edges, you know, all that stuff mm-hmm. that starts to kind of mesh together. And that's how it really came about. And I think any other creative listening to this will know when it comes to you, it just comes to you, you know, and you really have to just keep going with it because you will really keep yourself up at night trying to figure out like how things are going to operate and go. But once you have that pen to paper and then go from there, no matter how crazy it sounds, it just really kind of takes a world of its own. <laughs> it does. It seems more tangible once you put it on paper. Yes. And I was like, okay, it's attainable. I could do it now. <laughs> also, your head can sometimes run wild. Yes. Yeah. And overwhelm you. Like, okay, yeah. this is too much. But no, yeah, yeah. on the paper, it's like, oh. Yeah. I, like, can I can do, do it. it. I can do it. <laughs> So like I said in the beginning, I'm a big person on imagery and how things look and the total package and experience. And I noticed, and this is probably, it probably was intentional, but the 90s, early 2000s vibe of the page. Yes. I'm like, this is so smart. It makes me think of like good times with hair. Like (laughs) I just remember going to the beauty salon with my mother and looking at the magazines and just seeing all the women you know, with the numbers, by yeah. what hairstyle you want to <laughs> that vibe. It's just very nostalgic. Was yeah. that intentional? Of course. Okay. You know, I, one, I love the 90s. You know, I'm a 94 baby. I love, I love the 90s. I love the hair. I love the simplicity, the beauty, um, just everything about it. And so really, I, I wanted to just stay true to myself. I wanted something that I could walk around and sell it and people believe me and it from the aesthetic to the product right so 90s was definitely intentional the brown the shades of brown and I knew when kind of that marketing standpoint um, nude is in for a lot of companies today uh, but I wanted something that like there's nothing like brown on a black woman there's nothing yeah. like kind of you know championing our skin tones and the different types of skin tones at that from fair skin all the way down to you know your dark skin chocolate women so like I I really wanted to kind of stay true to that and there's so much content that you can push out that is brown so I was just like I'm sticking to it from the packaging the lettering all the way down to your social media so um 90s women would just it just felt right and it's so funny that you say like you know, you felt like you were in that hair salon and everything, because that's what I want. You know, nowadays you can just, you know, go to your girlfriend's house and get it done or however, but now I really wanted to kind of take the customer back to when you were in your chair and you were getting your hair done, you went down to the sink, like just that feeling, because then it also aligns with the product and it aligns with purchasing. And then you feel kind of at home and like, this is my stick, you know? So it really all, is on purpose and i'm glad that you were able to kind of uh see that yes that was the first thing that caught my attention i was like mm-hmm. oh what is silk and root because yeah. at first i think when you started to push it it wasn't you didn't say what it was just yet you start yeah. putting yeah. up the pictures and stuff and i'm like what for me i can't wait to see what it is and then when i did see it i'm like okay 
<laughs> give me a kit. Yes, yes. So I and I have my kit here. Woo! It says laid out, y'all. Okay. <laughs> I, I propped this up because I wanted them to see. Yeah, I saw it in the back. I saw it. It's for me. Yes. Put the brown. Oh, and then inside. Listen, y'all. Can I? Can we talk about how <laughs> things look? Yes. It's all about packaging for me because this yes. just lets me know that you put your all into it. Yes. Yes. You know, when you just open something and it's just. Here you go. Here you go. And then inside, for everyone to see. Yes. With the, you know, Facebook brush, little scoop action. This is like my favorite thing. Oh, yeah. This brown wrap for the edges. Yes. Put it on. I already have um, oil on it because I washed my hair and put some oil on it. <laughs> but it's cool, y'all. Yes. It does the job. And to be honest, I put it on, and I didn't even have to leave it on for a long time. Oh, yeah. I left it on maybe. <laughs> I put on my shoes, put on my coat, about to walk out the door. Uh -huh. Maybe about 45 seconds. Yes. And I'm still laying down. And I'm like, this never happens. I have, I'm the person <laughs> that was first off. All the way until like I unbuckle my seatbelt to get out of the Same. car. I'm, me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm too afraid. I'm like, okay. oh, I can walk in like that. Yeah. And That's then, you guys, this is yes. the edge control. The edge, the edge, the, the edge. Like she yes. said, it's like chapstick. It looks like it. Mm -hmm. But no, no, no. <laughs> but no, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. But y'all, it's just, it smells good. It really does smell good. <laughs> and I love it. The emergency edge control stick. Yes. I don't even know. I didn't know how to do it. Like, I'm not a big swoop person, but yeah, I, like, yeah, I yeah. want to do it so you can see. Yeah. That it works. Yeah. It works. I'm more yeah. of a pot and push it back so my, you know. And it's so funny because that's one thing I had to, you know, it's what you know, because obviously we're not just one size fits all. Like mm -hmm. we, we wear our hair how we want to personally wear our hair. And I have girlfriends who, when I was in the testing phase, like Tyra, like I don't wear my edges like sweetie or like yours and stuff. Like I like it very simple and, you know, or I don't like it at all. I like it just for my wig cap and just a little touch up mm -hmm. and then put, you know, and so I really wanted to emphasize and hopefully it is um, across that like it is for every woman, whether you want it small or dramatic. And I'm finding a lot of my customers, they like the simplicity more and they're just very like, I just want to keep it, you know, just in case a little touch up, you know, and I, I enjoy that because that was one of the things I wanted to work through when I was on the drawing board just to make sure that, you know, every woman felt counted for us, you know, so. But he did so, and I'm so happy because, like I said, I normally do not. But now that I have something that works, oh, oh, some sweet, some sweet swoops. I don't know. You know how after you have a look. So when you try to venture out to something new, it takes a while to be like, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. I say that now, but I may do my trusty touch up and yeah, make sure yeah. that nothing is left. Um, yes, I love it. <laughs> out of order. 
Okay, so with being a small business, what's something you didn't know about but have quickly learned while owning a business? Um, the little things, like you would be surprised, you know, working in comms, what is it now, like three years, going on four years, and I would think like, oh yeah, I know how to sell a product or promote and stuff, like social, whatever. Um, but the little things I know business owners listening in can like definitely attest is just, you know, buying how to print shop and how to, you know, print out your labels and what platform to use. Those things really can trip you up and kind of make you um, sit yourself down and figure out. And then from the business business, you know, knowing what an LLC really takes and um, figuring out the fine line, not just, you know, saying yes to everything. So, um, it, I commend a lot of entrepreneurs and full-time business owners because it is something to be said about those who really put all their magic into one pot and just go for it. Um, and I just like kudos to them because from buying a Rolo, which is, you know, really just a print sh uh, ship label type of machine, mm -hmm. I didn't know how to hook it up. And then, you know, what do you do Shopify or Wix? And what's the difference? And, you know, really kind of sitting yourself down and saying yes and no to things. Um, a lot of small business owners can agree that it's way more than it seems, you know, whether you're doing it part-time or full-time, it is a job, you know, um, and then figuring out what your customers like and, you know, who are your customers because Sally 56 from Iowa isn't going to understand, you know, why do I need an edge control and a stick? But um, Monica, who lives in New York and who has a party to go to at 6 p.m., she's going to understand. But it's like, okay, now that I know that Monica is my audience, how do I sell to her? So it really, um, there's just so many little things business-wise that you don't know until you hit the launch button because you'll be surprised. And I, um, I remember telling a good girlfriend of mine on another um, podcast that I was on that she asked me a similar question and it took me a minute and I, I had to be honest that, you know, when I started out, I thought that everyone was just going to sell the chapsticks. You know, I thought it was just going to go, oh, yeah, nobody's really going to care about the kit. Like everybody just wants the product itself. Mm -hmm. um, when I hit the launch button, my kits sold out very quickly. And it seemed from a social point, like that's an amazing thing. Like you sold out quick girl, but it really kind of um, hurt me at the end because I was unable to produce I was, I lost money, right? You know, like I, people, 10 people like hit me up saying, hey, you know, where's the kit? And I didn't have anything to show for them, you know? So it really is a test of kind of starting small and figuring out when you hit that launch button, don't underestimate yourself as a small business owner because you never know who is watching you. Um, and always like kind of build for that success act like you're like that P Diddy already, act like you already are on top because, you know, sales and numbers can surprise you. And starting small as a small business owner, you will quickly find there's, you learn as you go. You really do, you know? I was wondering if it's a learn as you go process. But I also like what you said, like you, I think this goes across for everyone in any type of thing. You do have to put yourself on a, P. Diddy, Beyonce, whoever is the best of the best of the best. Okay. Walk in with that confidence because yeah. like you said, it will help you because a lot of us 
have imposter syndrome, especially walking into fields and avenues that we may not know too much about. Yes, yeah. often I'm like, mm, do I really yeah. belong here? Can I do this? You can. Yeah, yeah you like can. You people are always watching. Yeah, your name was said in doors that you didn't even know were about to yes. open for you before yeah. you even walked in. Yeah, you, know, you do have to have that mentality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you, is there anything that you have taken from your career that you've applied to Silk and Root? Yeah. Oh gosh, really? Um the assertiveness of everything um, and kind of just being, I am my biggest cheerleader. I am my biggest um, person that is going to advocate that this product is gold, you know? And so I really had to kind of act like it. And that's similar in the work life, corporate life of, you know, um, voicing your opinion and getting your point across and leading, or as we like to say, driving the conversation, driving the meeting. And so like um, having that, but in a personal standpoint, because it's essentially just me with um, the great help of Lo when it comes from the content standpoint, mm -hmm. but it really is kind of me versus me. And I had to really push my own self as weird as that yeah. sounds, you know, because to your last point, imposter syndrome is very real, especially when you're not sure of an avenue. Like, yeah, I use hair products. Yeah, I do my own hair, but I can't go around saying like I'm a hair guru, you know, right. that's just not true. But I had to live in my own purpose and my own thing that like, okay, well, Tyra, what are you good at? I'm good at doing my hair. So lean on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, let that be your celebration. Um, and for work, I was able to kind of take that confidence that I have at work sometimes with working with comms and content and marketing and, you know, use it to my business. Um, and not selling yourself short in that and so and it, it also goes from like administrative skills of just like learning how to make a spreadsheet of all your materials so you know that you're not cutting yourself off because once you start selling a product and you have to also have money coming in to keep producing that product so just administrative stuff like that and then um making sure that you have things in line social because you know, you can't just be promoting something by voice or by just one platform like Twitter. You need to also promote on Instagram and just things like that, that I, you know, use from a career standpoint, whether I'm helping a, a client out on something, I have to take it home in a sense and think, okay, like, how do I brand my own self at this point? <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work, one, and very time consuming. So what is the day like? for someone who works and then <laughs> runs a small business? Yeah, so good question. Um, honestly, it is not that taxing as you would imagine, but that is because that I have this discipline standpoint. Um, I knew going into this that I didn't know a thing about owning a small business. I didn't know a thing about really owning a e-commerce store you know, where people are going to, nobody wants to play about their money. So you had to have your ducks in a row before you open up a shop, right? So I knew coming in um, day to day would have to be very um, disciplined in that sense. So 
um, working full time, no breaks on that, I was able to say, okay, well, Tyra, wake up at 6 a.m. and, you know, or 5 a.m., 6 a.m. to kind of get your day started. So for that, that is, you know, having time to myself, whether I either talk to God or I go on a run or I just lay there. And then around like seven, I'm like, okay, what orders do I need to have in place? Like who had this? Like, is that shipped on time? Check things like that. And it really just becomes kind of routine at that point. And then 9 a.m. is my cutoff where I'm like, I need to log in. I need to make sure that I'm present. And I, I'm someone who can't do two things at once sometimes. I have to like have my attention on one thing. I wish I was that multitasker doing it all superwoman, but I'm not. So like, I have to be very attentive to what I'm doing then or it'll just give me anxiety. So at 9 a.m., I'm cut it off. I'm all work, work. And then... Lunch break is when I'm able to have my packages. I ship them off. And then also kind of celebrating that. So I'll put that on my social, like having my lunch break equals, you know, uh, putting packages because the customer is then able to like kind of honor that, you know, yeah. they're able to be like, okay, you know, I know that she's working from this time or that she's clearly still in her career. So like, you know, have some respect in that sense. Mm -hmm. And they're able to like be okay with that other than, you know, it's one thing to like be on social fronting, like, you know, orders all day, every day. And then somebody looking at their tracker and being like, that's funny because my thing is still not moved okay. anywhere. So really being, oh, sorry, really being honest in that sense. Um, and so the day to day is really get up, have time for myself, 9 a.m., work, um, lunch break, ship things off. And then around five and six, that's when I'm able to be like, okay, let me really ground myself in Silk and Root. So that's getting on your social and that's making sure those platforms is aligned and then making sure those orders are present. And I find that, you know, you kind of have to stay ready to get ready or whatever that fun saying yeah. is. That's really kind of like what my go-to is at this moment because if I know that um, I'm about to launch something, I try to launch it on a weekend. So I'm able to like kind of breathe and see who wants what. And then by Sunday night, I'm packaging, I have things aligned. I, you know, take time for myself, wake up in the morning, I'm already like have those things in order. So by lunch break, all I have to do is just put things in, print out the shipping label and then go. And it seems like a lot if you're just kind of listening in or hearing, but I promise you, fellow entrepreneurs and people who are thinking about starting a small business, once you put yourself on a routine, it will be like clockwork. You will actually feel off when it's like, oh, I only have one order today, or oh, I only, I don't have any orders today. You know, you'll, you'll be so used to your routine, like with anything, um, that it will just kind of be second nature. I love that the routine and schedule is key. It's key, y'all, key. And make it time for yourself, because yeah. a lot of people get lost in they get so burnt out really fast. Yes, yes. They don't take the time to just woo-saw, yeah. Like you yeah. said, just lay there if you just want to lay there yeah. and I do a thing. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so how would a first-timer use your edge control? So, and I have a little park right here because you know. You know. You know, you know, you got to be ready. You got to, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get it. I was like, what is the quote? Because the quote is right here, but it wasn't coming out, but you know what I meant. <laughs> um, so with it, this, you know, it's as simple as I hope it to be for the um, consumer. So really just have that first time, like your chapstick, as if you're about to put it on your lips and then put it back in your purse. 
um, roll it at the end and then really just apply it to where it needs to be. So whether you want the swoop or whether you just want a little edge up, and you can then either use the toothbrush to kind of tame it, or a lot of my girlfriends like to just use their finger, mm -hmm. and then you just apply like so. And I'm finding that either that's well enough for some people, or they want to do that extra step and then put the um, uh, tamer on or the wrap on, and then just do it like that. And then that's all it takes. So it's really a one-two process of take it out, roll like you're rolling some chapstick, apply where need, and then voila, you know? And I thought of like the kit as just that extra step because when I was in the testing phase of figuring out how to promote the product, a lot of people were like, oh yeah, that's cool, that's innovative. It would be even more cool if I had a toothbrush and a silk wrap. And they didn't even know that that was also a part of the deal, but it was just gonna be in a different type of form. So it was really cool to kind of see that play out. But yeah, it's uh, first time people who are thinking like, whoa, what is laid out? What does that really mean? Girl, all you gotta do is just take it out, pop, twist, put on, and keep on. That's it. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if you are very basic when it comes <laughs> yes. to getting your edges together, yes, like myself, it works. Yes. And it's easy to do. Like I was I'm always apprehensive to try new things, but yeah. I like to try new things, you know, like I'm, I'm not afraid to do it, but I'm like, oh, yeah, work. I just don't know how I'm going to do this. Because yeah, yeah. I'm the type of person where I like, <laughs> like to give truthful feedback. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I was just like, oh my goodness, this, <laughs> listen, I'm going to try it on my sister's hair. Now she has some different type of grade mm -hmm. of hair. But I think if if it laid mine's minds down, I think that it would do the same. Although for her, she really has like the texture is spongy. Okay. So like it will lay a little, but okay. it's gonna come right back up. Okay. But okay. I told her I ordered it. So she was like, I can't wait to try it. So I'm gonna order here this weekend. Yes. So. Well, definitely tell me how it goes, because I know one thing about my girlfriends and people who have um, gave me feedback, they're very honest and stuff, and I'm blessed in the sense that there has been no, like, terrible, like, take it back type yeah. of thing at all. Um, the That's only great. feedback that I have gotten is, like, you know, it doesn't last as long as I would like, but then that just relates to, like, either their hair texture mm -hmm. or something. And I pride myself in being very transparent with my product um, because that's just the, it's 2020. Nobody has time to like for gimmicks, right? Um, so I really is a great thing. I love hearing feedback of it worked or it didn't work long enough or this and this because it only makes the product get better over time. So Exactly. Yeah. I love how your outlook on it because, you know, yeah. it's your baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's your it baby. Is. It is, it is. <laughs> so do you do it all yourself my best friend she wanted to know because she was here recording me when uh -huh. i tried it and she was like does she do this all herself is she making <laughs> the label she putting the label on is she packing the chapstick too uh -huh. like, how does she do it all so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well well that, no, that's a good question i get that a lot so I use a vendor for the edge control itself. And then when actually this is where like the chemistry and the thing comes into play, because it, you know, since I haven't seen anyone selling in, in this type of form, mm -hmm. I then have to take that edge control out and kind of decompose it and decompress it and figure out how to make it a, a new shape. Right. And so once that is created and that, you know, gets out the way and it's, it's um, in a good freezing point and all that, 
stuff, you know, is complete, I'm able to then be like, okay, how do I package that? So the answer right now is yes, I do package everything myself. And I knew coming into this, like I pride myself, and this is just once again, like a comms background in me. I don't want to push anything out that was just half, you know, Mm -hmm. I wanted something that like, okay, if that person's going to get a chapstick, they're going to need the ingredients because nobody on earth, especially black women, they're not going to put something on their hair that they can't know what is going in their hair. So ingredients, you know, making sure the logo is there. Okay. The color has to be brown, just all those details. And then the head wrap, I'm not going to sell a red head wrap if, you know, that's not my theme color. So I'm going to have it brown. And then the packaging of the tube, like every little thing, yes, I have to do myself. Now, luckily from the consumer uh, social uh, standpoint, I have the help of Lo, um, who Lauren Baker, um, she's able to kind of see it from a content standpoint. She helps me there. Um, but as far as the packaging and what you receive when you get in the mail, that is all me. <laughs> it oh gets tiring, but it's rewarding to some point, you know? <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. That That's really great to Thank know you. that. You, Literally, when you are selling it like you are selling a piece of yourself and yeah. your time and your effort that you put yeah. into it, yeah. oh God, that just really made me like, oh, yeah. like thank you, thank you. I'm so happy. Like, I really, do you want it to go far? Like, where do you see Silk and Root going? Oh, gosh. You know, it's so interesting because, like, um, I I have those conversations with myself often. Yes, I want it to go far. Like, I want it to be something that I didn't even see coming, you know, only God saw. Um, But I would like that step of getting into those beauty supply stores because I believe in residual income. I believe in, you know, chestnut checkers. So like, what is something, it really came back to the pen on paper conversation of like, okay, if you're going to push out this product, if you're going to have an e-commerce store, what does that really look like in the long run, you know, and how does that play out? Um, whether it's online or in your storefront. So I wanted to get into the beauty supply industry and really be that top shelf. Like I daydream about like just, I don't know, going to Sally's or going to the uh, beauty supply across the street and just seeing like Silk and Root on the register, you know, just like grab and go type of thing. And I really wanted to evolve that way. And then of course, to get in your big stores like Walmart and Target where it gets to the point that, it's just selling off the shelf and I'm still able to soar my career. So, yeah. It's so exciting. I, I can literally visually see yes. it's happening. So we're, this is in the atmosphere now. Okay? Yes, the universe, it is. Yes. Do what you the, do. Conspire yes. for greatness. Yes. But I really see it being that type of product that, you. you know, in magazines when they ask celebrities, like, what's in your purse? Oh, <laughs> and they're like, well, I have laid out. It's my silk and root. Yeah. And like, what silk and root? Yeah. You know, people come late to the party. What silk and root? Yeah. And then it's like, boom. Mm-hmm. Yes. I listen. I hope and wish and pray that your next steps, like you said, you don't even see coming. It takes you yeah. a back. Yeah. Literally. Within a month time frame, you have done so much. Thank you. Thank yes. you. I really appreciate it, especially from another Black woman, just like 
Christine, I, I really do. Because it, it sometimes you, I know a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners listening to this, like they would agree. Sometimes you need to hear that because you, you just going and going and going. Like you don't stop and think like, oh, this happened, you know. So celebrating the small wins too is important for those who are listening in. And I really appreciate that affirmation because um, it's definitely been such a short but fulfilling journey so far. <laughs> Yes. Um, and everything that I'm saying, I, I like to say out loud too, because the whole thing about this series is lifting as we climb. Yes, so yes. when one of us succeeds, we all succeed. Like that's yes. another platform, another layer to just take us as a united front to the next level. Yes. So yes I'm just so it. happy that you were able to come on the show. I was like, oh, she's probably going to be like, why am I going to get on this show and talk? Girl, no. <laughs> I'm happy that you decided to because I'm like, of course. doing great things. And of course. before you get, you know, famous where I have to start talking to people before <laughs> I talk to you, <laughs> I can say that she was on 30 and Yes, <laughs> yes. I was on this show. In fact, for my second um, feature podcast. So, yes. yes. But you get to always have this and say it because it is true. Like, this is definitely the beginning stages. So I'm grateful. Thank you for having me, honestly. Listen, I'm so happy to have you. I have one more question, and then I will let you go and enjoy the rest of your evening. What advice would you give someone who wants to start a small business but doesn't know where to begin? Uh, so I have a twofold answer in this. One is kind of the inspirational like don't forget and the other is um, very like business uh, focused so the business focused standpoint is always make sure you have your ducks in a row when it comes to your LLC um, especially when you're pushing out something new even if you think it's not the most innovative new thing still trademark it still be in the process of LLC especially so trademarking takes a while and everyone who kind of gets in the nitty-gritty of that will tell you but at least put that money down to get your LLC put that money down to look into a federal LLC because you might not think it matters you might think oh I'm just selling a bag of chips Tyra nope it's your bag of chips and make sure you know that so own it and um it will take you a, far, a long way, especially in the age of social media where once it's out there, anyone can see it. And you never know, somebody far away may be like, oh, that's a good idea after all. And they'll try to make it themselves and they may have the more bang for your buck and push out 10 times more than you. And then before you know it, you're not really making that money. So always check yourself first by getting the LLC, making sure a lawyer looks over your stuff and having those ducks in a row. Um, even if you don't think it's that serious too, because trust me, you never know. You are one um, tweet away, one post away from blowing up. So don't cut yourself short in that way, which leads me to my inspirational point of don't cut yourself short. Um, earlier I said, you know, I sold out quickly, but though it seemed like glitz and glam and like, oh, look at her, it hurt myself business money-wise because I didn't have you know, people were trying to pay $20 for the kit and I didn't have the kit to give them, right? So don't sell your short thinking, oh, I'm just going to sell 10 or, you know, 20. No, believe in your product, you know, believe in yourself and sell it like that. Um, we, I, it's so easy to look at what other people are doing and kind of think, you know, what's new about the clothes I'm selling? What's new about, I don't know, the hair chapstick thing I'm selling? 
um, there's a lot of things new about it. You really have to, once you are able to get on a platform and sell it like it's hotcakes, then people are like, well, dang, maybe I really do need some hotcakes. Like it really, once you kind of like go in charge of that and not sell yourself short and think, no, like I am going to sell a hundred. I am going to sell 200. You will look up and baby, you already did it. So it's just like kind of like having that confidence, even when those days, cause I know those listening in, it is way easier said than done. Cause sometimes you just don't feel like it, you know, uh, especially as black women, we already have like the weight of the world on other things going on. So it's hard to get up and kind of be superwoman again, but don't sell yourself short with your business because it is valuable in that way. And then when it, you see that value in it, make sure you uh, trademark and LLC it because you never know what tomorrow brings. Those are really great <laughs> advice. Like, Seriously, because you do went okay. So let me first off, let me start by saying <laughs> my brain is actually speaking a lot faster than what my words. Girl, that mouth. is me every day. <laughs> but that advice is so good because I remember during quarantine, I'm like, okay, I need to start doing something like a trade. Yeah. Let me figure out what I'm creative with. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll make waist beads or let me try making soaps. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at an LS LLC and all these things to try to mm -hmm. be like, okay, if you do this, then you'll really be serious. Yeah. And entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone. That's that's good, yeah. It's not for everyone, but if it is for you, I think the advice that you gave is really great because mm -hmm. a lot of people will go into it thinking, oh, it's just this. Yeah. I don't need to worry about that yet. Yeah. No, you should get yeah. all of that out of the way. Like <laughs> yeah. said, even if you're selling a bag of chips, mm -hmm. we already know how many bag of chips are out there. Yep. <laughs> but it's your but bag. But it's your bag of chips. <laughs> that is the quote those who are listening in, if you don't remember anything else i said tonight remember it is your bag of chips okay and you're remember gonna want to own it because if you sell your bag of chips yeah you start selling it's great if you right. sell your bag of chips and somebody else takes that recipe of your chips that you have created you haven't put any type of ownership on it yeah and, it's and we see it every day, right? Every like day. all these, there's so many big brands, especially with black creatives. We mm -hmm. are, we literally sit on millions every day and we tweet it like it's nothing, but it is something to be said. Like, you know, when you have that, whether you think it's small or big, when I tell you somebody far, far away is screenshotting that and making it their own, hello, I'm not going to name no big brands, but they do it every day, you every know? So day. like, really believe in what you're selling and, and put some money towards it, you know? And people, I know this whole like LLC thing is taking a mind of its own, especially yeah. on social, everybody's like LLC, Twitter and everything. But <laughs> either way, because if somebody could turn around and you look at like, dang, that's just like mine, you could sue. Oh, dang, that's just like, you know, you have that business down pack. So yeah, it's your bag of chips. Remember that. <laughs> you didn't hear anything else on this podcast. Listen. It's yours. It's yours. Thank you so much, Tyra. I really do appreciate it. I'm just so happy that you, like I said earlier, you came on. I was just like, let me just see. <laughs>
and here you are talking yes. to me. So thank yes. you so much. Thank you. No, thank you. I'm glad that you just saw because you. I'm happy to be here. I'm blessed to be here, and this was fun too. I love like talking about, it, especially with another Black creative. So thank you. Thank you. And this is just the beginning for you. So I just cannot wait to continue to witness the greatness that has go has begun so yeah thank you i You're appreciate welcome. it thank you i receive it thank you <laughs> thank you for joining me You're welcome. You're welcome. thank you have a good one okay you too all right bye, bye. Thank you all for staying tuned and listening to another episode of 30-ish, the second episode of the When You Bet On Yourself series with our guest, Silken Roots. I'm just so happy to have had that conversation with Tyra, and I hope that it spoke or speaks life into anybody that's looking to become an entrepreneur, owning a small business, or any type of content creator to go out there and get it, okay? Don't let anything stop you. Make sure that you sell your bag of chips. You own your chips. Okay? And until next time, everyone, if you'd like to be on the show, like I said, um, you can always email us at 30-I-R-T-Y-I-S-H at gmail and or send a Twitter DM. So until next time, peace. You can hear 30-ish each and every Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM. You can follow 30-ish at 30-I-R-T-Y underscore I-S-H on Instagram and Twitter. 30-ish, a podcast for adults figuring their ish out.